0: Good morning. Glad you, that you could all be here. It's good to see everybody out. There's some visitors here. We want to extend a special welcome to you. I know we have several out of our own that are traveling to different places on the, the long weekend. So it's, it's great to help have other people from other places come and worship with us. This morning I've uh, decided to talk about do not be anxious. And I got that from Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 through 7. Now, when I think about do not be anxious, I think about myself, because this is something that I've wanted to talk about for a long time, something that I've wanted to speak about. But I was too worried. You see how that goes? Because this is my issue. If you go talk to my wife and you ask her, what is what is Noah's biggest issue? He's going to say he worries too much. Now, case in point, let me tell you about this story last week. Luckily, I was. Working on this lesson and I've been studying this, but last week I, I got home before Jana and it rained quite a bit last week. So I walk in from the garage. I had gone to the mailbox. I have a handful of bills, which is worry enough. I walk in and we had left the dogs in and we have a new dog. Well, as soon as I walk in, it looked like an, an explosion had gone off in the kitchen. Now, rarely do we leave the dogs in without crating them, but we thought, hey, she's new well. We'll see. So I walk in, and there are, I bet she tore up a whole paper towel roll. She tore up a whole box of Kleenexes. She tore up all the mail that she could get. Plus, a Barbie hand was coming out of nowhere, and I don't know where it came from. So I walk in, and I'm thinking, what happened? What happened? And then I remember my mail. And I look through the mail. I don't start cleaning it up because I'm not ready to handle that yet. I look through my mail and I see the water bill. And if you live in Canyon, you know about the water bill. You know about the last three months of having to pay a lot of money for water. But I thought about last month, August, and I thought, you know, it's probably not going to be too bad. August wasn't bad. And I open it up and my jaw hits the floor. It was $403.67. It's a house payment almost for water. And I don't know what I, I, I'm my mind starts going to all these different places. I'm thinking, you know, we've got this budget in place and I've got it figured out and I know where the money's going to go and we're going to pay all this stuff out. And this is going to take us off track. And then I don't know, there might be a leak somewhere and I don't know what I'm going to do. And Jana walks in and she said, what did you do? I said, it wasn't me. It was the dog. <laughs> And she's worrying about that. Well, as much as Jana worries, because she doesn't worry. And she sees all the stuff on the floor, and I hand her the water bill. She says, $403, that's a lot of money. I said, yeah, that's a lot of money. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to have to move all this stuff. So all these things that are in my head, I'm trying to tell her about it. And she picks up the phone, which is what I should have done, and she calls the city of Canyon. And they don't answer because it's after 5, and... She puts the phone down. She doesn't say a word about it. She goes and gets the broom. She starts cleaning up the kitchen. And I said, what are you doing? We got a $403 water bill. She says, I called him. I can't do anything else about it today. Why am I going to worry about it? Like, how do you do that? It's like some kind of superpower. I don't get it. I don't get it because that my mind was so focused on it. And she's able to just say, well, I'm not going to worry about it until tomorrow. You know, that's the difference between us. She doesn't worry. I worry constantly if I let myself. I worry that she doesn't worry enough. It's pretty scary, right? But my mind is a mind that goes straight toward the worst case scenario. And I think I've said that over and over as I speak on different things. I'm a worst case scenario guy. If something bad if there's a 1% chance of something bad happening, that's exactly what's going to happen. And it, it, it's hard to deal with. And maybe some of you guys are like that. Maybe some of you are, are blessed with being like Janet, where those worries don't, don't harm you as, as much as they harm me. But worry is something that I seriously have to deal with. It's something that I battle every single day of my life. And something else that we've kind of figured out the, over the last year is that Quinn... Got that gene from me she 's a warrior too, and that 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 worries me because i 'm like i don 't want her to go through what i 've gone through, but you know over the last few months we've been we've been thinking about ways to kind of help her through that, and hopefully she can get a hold of this as a a young young child before she gets too far into it that she has ways to cope with it. Things that took me 37 years to figure out that I'm still figuring out. Hopefully I can help her to do that and help her figure out that she doesn't have to worry about those things. Because we can look at verses like Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 where it says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall shall keep your hearts and minds Christ Jesus. We read verses like that. And they say we don't have to worry. But I'm going to tell you for me. That's easier said than done. That's something I'm going to have to work on. That's something I'm going to have to battle. But that's what God expects of us. When we are warriors. He expects us to take care of those things. To use his word. To follow him. And use the things that he has taught. Just like Paul taught here. That we don't have to worry about those things because he's willing to take care of them. Now, I'm going to tell you, I had a almost had an anxiety attack Wednesday. And I told a, pe- a couple of people this when Levi got up and he puts up Matthew, Matthew chapter six, verse thirty four. I'm thinking, what am I going to preach about? But luckily, he 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 had a great lesson and we're going to talk a little bit about what he did, but hopefully go in a different direction and kind of piggyback on, on what he talked about. It was a great lesson. But worry is just that. It's pointless, it's worthless, it's useless. And we as Christians, we have to focus on God and put him first and make him our priority so that the worries of the world aren't taking over our thoughts and our actions and the way we handle people. Because worry can hinder our progress, and we'll talk about that as a Christian. So I want to talk a a little bit about classifications of worry And I feel that there are two classifications of worry. The first classification of worry would be that we worry about things that have already happened. So I'm kind of a meme guy. I teach at high school, so I see all kinds of memes and they communicate through memes. So sometimes I find some that are funny that are me. And I found this one. It says, me, it's going to be a good day. And then my anxiety says, it's like you don't even care about what happened in third grade anymore. That's me. That is my life. I worry about something that happened yesterday, last week, a month ago, five years ago in third grade. I worry about those things and I don't know why. That's just where my mind goes. But when you think about worry and you think about something that happened in the past, can I go back and change that? I can't do a thing about it. There's nothing I can do about that worry that happened in the past. Yes, I can focus my life on God and I can take that path and do his will and be obedient to him and hopefully avoid some of the things that have happened in my past, in the future. But I can't go back and change those things. I can't change the relationships that I harmed because of a decision I made. I can't change the sin that I committed. You know, Will had a great lesson on Sunday when he talked about being able to forgive yourself. No, we understand That God will forgive us. We understand that Jesus Christ was sent down to die on the cross, shed His blood. He rose three days later so that we could be forgiven of our sins. Yet we can't forgive ourselves. Isaiah fifty-five and six it says, "Seek ye the Lord while He may be found; call ye upon Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man His thoughts, and let him return unto the Lord, and He will have mercy upon him, and unto our God, for He will abundantly pardon. Our sin is can be forgiven." Our sin is forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, we have a way to be forgiven of our sins. Yet in our minds, we don't want to forgive ourselves. We want to hold on to that. And I don't know why. I don't understand that. I don't understand why I want to hold on to my past sin, but yet I still do it. But Paul understood this. Paul understood Philippians chapter 3, beginning of verse 13, he says... Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. You think about Paul. You think about his past. You think about what he did to hinder the first century church. He persecuted Christians. If anybody had a reason to look back at their past sin and say, I can't believe I did that, it was Paul. But what does Paul say? He says, I don't look back. I look forward towards Christ. I look forward towards my goal of serving God. And that's what we have to do when it comes to those things that we worry about in the past. We have to not look back, but instead look forward toward Christ. Another classification of worry is that we worry about what might happen. And again, I have another meme for you. Again, this is my head. Anxiety says, what if this happens? And I said, but it won't. But then my anxiety says, but what if it does? I said, well, you got me there. It's so true. This is my mind. This is how my mind works if I let it. And I told you, I'm a worst case scenario guy. When I, when I got that $403 water bill... I thought every pipe under the foundation of my house was busted and I was going to have to tear up. I'm going to have to tear the house down. We're going to have to fix it all. That was going through my head. As crazy as that sounds, that's what that's something that was going through my head. Because my mind goes to that place of worry. So this man, it's kind of hard to see. I tried to make this a little bit bigger, but. I can't even say his name. Some guy from the 1600s or 1700s. But he says, my life has been full of terrible misfortunes, most of which have never happened. It's so true. When I think about the things that I worry about and I look back. Most of them never even happened. Most of those things never even took place. In fact, luckily, I kind of feel better about it because I'm not the only one because they've done studies on this. And one of the studies I found, it said That about 85% of the people that they surveyed, what they worried about never even took place. 85% of what they worried about never even happened. Out of that 15% that was left over, 79% of of the people whose worry did come to fruition said that they discovered that they could handle that situation better than they thought they could. Or they learned a valuable lesson. So what that comes down to is about 97% of what we worry about is just our mind getting the best of us. I can't tell you a time that I've worried about something. And I'm telling you, there's times when I've worried that I didn't recover from. I'm still standing here today. But my mind tells me that I need to worry about that. And I let it happen sometimes. Sometimes. I don't take the approach that God would have me to take. And we as Christians can't do that. The psalmist in Psalm 23, I think he's got a good handle on this. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I was doing a study with Quinn and I kind of saw an opportunity. We... We were talking about David and Goliath. And I said, how do you think David felt when he was going up against Goliath? And she said, well, he was brave. He was strong. He was brave. And I said, well, how would you have felt if you had to face Goliath like that? And she said, well, I'd be scared and worried. And I said, well, why wasn't David worried? She says, because God was with him. And I said, exactly. It was like something clicked in her head. But I need that just as much as she needs that. I need that understanding just as much as she does. Because God is with us. God has made promises to us to take care of us. Do we trust him enough like Levi talked about? Do we have our faith where it needs to be? That we understand that if we focus on him, that if we do his will, if we're obedient to him, that he's going to take care of what matters. Too many times I don't. We need to focus on God. And we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Now, we've talked about some classifications of worry. I want to talk about what worry is. And I'm not going to give you some definition from dictionary.com. I think we all have a good idea of what worry is. And worry is different to all of us. We have different levels of worry. We all worry at some point. But when we think about worry as a whole, what is worry? In Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 25, he says, Therefore I, I say unto you, take no thought, this is Jesus talking for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, nor what, what ye sh- nor yet your body, what ye shall put on, is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly, heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewithal shall we be clothed?" For after all these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knoweth that ye need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for your life. For your for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought For the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. We can learn a lot about what Jesus felt about worry through these verses. And I think one thing that we can understand is that worry is irrelevant. It's not going to make a difference. How much time we spend on worry, what we worry about, how long we worry about it, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. It's not going to make a difference one way or the other. In fact, it will make more negative differences than the positive. Worrying is irrelevant. When we think about the idea that we read in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 32, that we know that our heavenly father knows what we need. It's irrelevant for us to try to figure out another way or figure out how to handle a situation or figure out what we need to do because God knows what we need. We know exactly what we need to do. And it doesn't matter what we worry about or how we worry about it. It's not going to make a difference. It's not going to help us at all. The fact is, is if we lost everything in this life, if we think of Job and we lose more than Job, which I don't know that you could. You still have a God that loves you, that sent his son to die on the cross for you, that gave you a way to salvation. Psalms 13 and 5, it says, but I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. Do we trust in the mercy of God? Do we trust in the salvation that is offered to us? Do we see that is more important than anything we have to worry about physically? We need to. Because really, in the end, that's what matters. Is that we serve a God that loves us. And sent his son to die on the cross for us. Worry is unfounded. It's not based in fact. I tell you, when I when I worry about things, I, I tell you, I'm a worst case scenario guy. There may be a, a hint of, of truth in it, but the mo- most of it is what I'm making up in my head. Maybe you could say I have a good imagination. It's what I make up. It's what it's where my mind goes. It's not based on fact. Matthew chapter six and verse twenty six. I love this because you see a love, you see the care of our Savior for us. He says if I'm gonna if if you look at the birds, take them into account. Think about about the earth, the birds. They don't they don't have to worry about. They don't worry about things, and yet they're taken care of. And he says. Are ye not much better than they? We're so much imp- more important to God than a bird, than the grass, as he talks about. And if we put our focus on him, like Levi talked about, if that's our priority, he's going to take care of the needs that we have. But do we put our faith in that? Or do we put our faith in our worry? John 16 and 33, it says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. Where do we have peace? We have peace in Jesus Christ. But yet, that's not where we go a lot of times when we worry. We go into our own mind. We go into our own head. Instead of going to, to where we can have peace. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Let's put our faith, let's put our trust in Jesus. And not in our worry. Not in what we think might happen. Worry is pointless. Matthew 6 and 27. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? This is the ESV. But I think this points out it, it, it's a good translation to help us understand that no matter it's pointless, we talked about it being irrelevant, it's pointless. It doesn't matter. No matter what we do, no matter what we worry about, it's not going to help. In fact, it's going to hinder us. You could look at all kinds of research about the negative effects of worry. You can look at people who have been so stressed out that they died at a young age from a heart attack because they were so overwhelmed with their worry and their stress. And they didn't have an outlet. Our outlet has to be Jesus Christ. That's when it works. That's when we can have peace. Worry is a lack of faith. And I'm going to be the first to tell you that. Jesus, he says, oh, ye of little faith. When I worry the most, you want to know when that is? It's when I'm wrapped up in my own sin. When I'm not reading the word of God. When I'm not praying. When I'm not doing the things I need to be doing. That's that's when worry gets to me. It's when my faith is lacking. We've got to put our faith where it needs to be and that's in Jesus Christ. And the fact is, is worry can hinder our spiritual progress. You think about just the two passages that we've read about worry this morning. And there are many others that you can go read and that you can gain great insights from. But when you think about just the ones that we, Jesus three times In verse verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6, he says, take no thought for your life. In verse 31, he says, do not be anxious. In verse 34, he says, do not be anxious. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. Over and over, we're told not to be anxious about anything. Not to be worried. And we don't have to be if our focus is in the right place. But when we think about worry and we think about what it does... I'm going to tell you, there's been times in my life when I've let worry take over that I don't read the word of God like I should. Because I don't have time, because my mind's spinning on something that doesn't matter, that's never going to happen. I worry about what relationships are going to be hindered if I go talk to him about Jesus Christ. I worry about what will happen if I don't worry about something. Worry hinders us. From serving God. And you think about Mark chapter 4. When when Jesus talks about the parable of the sower. And all the different The the sower sowing the seeds on different ground. I'm not going to go through that whole. That whole parable. But I do want to point out one. And that's in verse 18. Where he says in these things. And these are they which are sown among thorns. Such as hear the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. The cares, the worries, the anxieties that we face, those things that we harbor in our minds and we focus on so much can choke out the word of God. It can make the word of God unfruitful in us. Because we're not prepared, we're not ready Because we've let worry take up way too much space. We've let worry live rent-free in our head for way too long. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. When you have an Olympic runner getting ready to go out and run a marathon, they're not going to go out there in a three-piece suit and combat boots, are they? It's too much weight. They're going to be streamlined. They're going to take off every weight that they can to make sure they're able to reach their goal. But yet as Christians, when we have a goal of serving God and reaching heaven and living this life in obedience to him... We let the weight of things like worry and sin and all these other things hold us down. And it hinders us from reaching our goal. Worry can do that. Worry can keep us from reaching our goal. So we have to be very careful. And like I said, I know this is easier said than done. Trust me. It might be something that you have to battle every single day of your life. But in the end, it's worth it. If that's what you have to do, that's what you have to do. Use God's word to help you through that. So I want to talk a little bit about God's prescription for worry. And I picked out one verse, which is Philippians 4, that we started off with, that I think gives us a good insight on how we can handle our worry. And there's many others, many others that I go to. But I, this one in particular has helped me and it's something that I've, I've been working with Quinn on memorizing. So when she does get that worry in her head, she can think about that and remind her to pray and things like that. Because I think the, that we are given ways to relieve that worry. We are given ways to have peace even in the most turbulent times in our lives. In Philippians 4, beginning of verse 6, he says, Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace which passeth all understanding shall keep your minds and hearts through Christ Jesus. And then in verse 8 he says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And I think the first thing... When we start to worry, when our mind goes into that point where we're worried about third grade again. When we get to that point, we need to understand that our focus is not where it needs to be. Our focus is not on God. The first thing it says is be careful for nothing. Don't let those things take over your thought process. Have you ever woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't go back to sleep? Because things were rolling around in your head. I do it all the time. And I have a hard time getting rid of that. Because I'm taking thought. I'm giving that worry a place to stay in my mind. And it's that those carnal things. It's those worldly things that I'm worried about. Romans 8 and verse 6. It says, for to be carnally minded is death. Listen to this. But to be spiritually minded is life. And peace. Where's our mind focus? Is our mind focused on the worldly things? Are we focusing on the spiritual things like Levi had talked about? Have we taken that leap of faith and say, these worldly things aren't going to matter in the end? Christ is. Have we taken that leap of faith? It's hard. It almost seems impossible sometimes, but we have to do it. We've got to renew our focus. Proverbs 3 and verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. You know what worry is? Worry is leaning on our own understanding. My worry, when I go into my head about things, I'm trying to think, well, when this horrible thing is that is happens is going to happen, which I know it is because I've convinced myself. I'm trying to figure out ways to fix it before it even happens. And I waste all this time, this stress. I feel horrible. I've removed myself from my friends. Because I've let worry take over my mindset. And it's easy for us to do that if we let it. We need to trust in God. He says, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. He's made a promise. Do we trust in that promise? Do we have our faith in the right place? Are we leaning on our own understanding? Are we leaning on God? Isaiah 26 and verse 3, it says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. We can have peace, but we've got to put our trust in God. We've got to renew our focus, and we've got to put it where it needs to be. Not on the worldly things, but on the spiritual things. And then in Philippians chapter 8, We get a list of things that we can think on. It talks about thinking on the things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely. The things of good report. We change our mindset. We don't worry about what might happen. We worry about what's promised. And that's salvation through Jesus Christ. And that's what we think about. And there are several ways we can do that. And I'm not going to go on all through all those. But I think one of the most important is that we meditate on God's word. We start thinking about what God has done for us. We start thinking about the blessings that come from a life in obedience to him. Psalms 1 and verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit, his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he he doeth shall prosper. When we're meditating on God's word, where does faith come? Faith comes by hearing the word of God, doesn't it? When we're in the word of God, we're building our faith up every day. And we are putting our focus where it needs to be, and that's on Christ. When I worry too many times, I find out I'm not in the word of God enough. We need to put ourselves in the word of God. What about serving others in need? Proverbs 11, 25, it says, Whosoever bringeth brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters himself will be watered. Think about that for a second. Have you ever heard that saying where... where it, if you ever are, are having a hard time in your life, if you're ever worried about something, if you're ever stressed about something or a situation in your life, go help somebody who needs it worse than you. You start to realize really quick how blessed you are. You start to think about the blessings and we sing that song, Count Your Blessings. We think about the things that we do have, the things that others might not have. The fact that we have a place that we can go sleep at night in the warmth. That we have enough food to fill our bellies. That we have a God who loves us enough that he sent his son to die on the cross for us. We are blessed. And when we start understanding what we're truly blessed with, we start seeing how insignificant those worries truly are. Serve others. Meditate on God's word. Seek God through prayer and supplication. We read that in verse 6 of Philippians chapter 4. All that word supplication means is the action of asking or begging something earnestly or humbly. One thing I've talked to Quinn a lot about is that when you're worried, go to God in prayer and tell Him exactly what you're thinking. Tell Him what you're worried about. Ask Him, be thankful for the things that you have and ask Him to take away those, that worry. And just Monday, we were sitting out here on the front I guess Libby had ballet, she had to come change, and I was up here. So me and Quinn were sitting out up front. I was kind of just working on my lesson, but I stopped and I went out there and I talked to her. And she said, I said, so how was your day? And she said, you know, Dad, I worried a little bit. And I said, what did you do? And she said, I I prayed. She said, I went to God in prayer and I told him exactly what I was worried about. And she said, you know what, Dad, I don't even remember what I was worried about. Prayer is powerful. And we see the faith of a little child. Do we have that kind of faith? When we go to God in prayer, do we have a faith in his prayer that if we go to him, that he's going to do what he promised to do and give us peace? Psalms 145 verse 18, it says, The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of, of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Mark 11 and 24 is very similar to this. It says, therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, I think Danny puts this very well when he says God's not some genie that's going to grant our every wish. And that's the truth. Just because we go to God and ask him, you know, a lot of people look at it and say, God will give me whatever I want. That's not the case. But if you look at verses like 1 John 5 5 and verse 14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. God hears us. You see, we talked about focusing on Him. You know what happens when we focus on God? When we meditate on His Word? When we have a good prayer life? When we're thankful What happens is our will starts aligning with God's will. And what we want and what we ask for align with what God would have us to ask for. God will give us peace. You know why? Because he promised to give us peace. He might not take away the the situation. You might still have to go through that. You might still have to battle that. But guess what? He's going to be with you, just like it said in Psalms 23. And you can do anything. You can do anything when he's by your side. When you're focused on him. But are we putting our faith in him? Are we meditating on his word? Are we serving others? Are we seeking his help through prayer? But you know that prayer doesn't just have to be from us. We talk about when we sin, we have accountability partners. We can go talk to somebody if if we're struggling with the sin. Worry is the same way. If we have worry, let's find somebody that we can talk to, that we can open up to, that we can express our worries to. They can pray for us. James 5 and 16, it says, Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Prayer is powerful. Let's get as many people to pray for us as we can. Let's not let worry take over our thoughts anymore. Let's put our focus on him. And let's take some steps to get through that worry. Like I said, the worry is not going to go away necessarily. It's something you might have to work on every day. It's not a magic magic thing that happens to you. It's a process. And it's something you might have to battle every day. But... We can have peace by giving it to Him. But we also must approach Him with thanksgiving. In verse 6, He says, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. You no, know, Like we said earlier, no matter what happens in our lives, we can be thankful. We can understand that God is there for us. Psalms 46 and verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, Will not we fear? We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry. Because we have a refuge in God. But are we, we willing to. Take that leap of faith. Like Levi talked about. And truly put our faith in him. Because that's where it starts. Now well, as we close today. I wanted to. Give you another verse. That's helped me out as I go along. And I'm going to tell you. Using this, again, it it's, hasn't been a magic solution for me, but it helps. It makes a difference. It brings peace. But when you look at verses like we've looked about looked at this morning, and you, you look at a verse like 1 Peter 5 and verse 6, where it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. What, what safer place can you be? That he may exalt you in due time. Listen to this. Casting all your care upon him. Why? For he careth for you. We serve a God that cares for us. We need to take advantage of that. We need to put our trust in that God that cares for us. That God that sent his son to die on the cross for us that loves us enough that has promised us that if we're willing to be obedient to him if we're willing to put our focus on him that he's going to give us peace. Let's put our trust in that. If you're here this morning and you've never obeyed the gospel you can. You can be a child of God. You can you can hide yourself under the mighty hand of God. That's what he wants. He doesn't want us overtaken with worry. He wants to give us peace, and that peace only comes through him. Maybe you have obeyed the gospel. Maybe you are a Christian. But maybe you've walked away. Maybe you've turned your back. Maybe you're dealing with sin. Maybe you deal with worry like I do. We can pray for you. We can pray with you. We can lift you up. We can help you. Let us know. Let us help you. Come to the front while we stand and sing the song that's been selected.